Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Reading My Writings podcast, where we explore the imagination of a younger me. My name is McKay Nielsen. And I'm Jordan Hansen. Welcome, everyone. We are at the final chapter of the Kevin the Polygamist E.T. Lord series. I think it's going to be long, from what I remember. Oh, my goodness. Because I really wanted it to be 13 chapters. <laughs> oh, so but you but also, I couldn't... Th- I was having a harder time, like, finding a breaking point for for it. So mm. it just seemed more fitting to have it just be a bit longer. Oh, okay. All right, well, that means buckle in, folks. Cook your popcorn. Find a nice, comfy seat. If you're driving... Pull I, over. Pull over. No, no I don't know. You can... Um, you're fine. Keep, keep be, driving. Just be safe. Yeah, yeah. be super safe. Um, but buckle in, folks. It's going to be a bumpy and long ride. Yeah, but you can... Uh, you know, listen to it as you want, like in parts or like in bits or, you know, slowly over weeks. I don't know. No, that's true. It's it's that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. So, so yeah, we will get into it. Um, but first, excitement. Can we? What what happened last week? I forget. What happened last week? Yeah. It was a follow up that Marty had powers. Right. Using his powers, he was able to heal his wound where his fingers got cut off break through the chains and break through uh Italio and Jason's chains and then they he blew open the door and they started making their way up to the Tinkerbell Tower where the uh, ritual is being performed um but along the way at the end of the the hallway um they were met with a dark figure and Italio said go on without me I will see if I can reason with Eterio and then um, Marty bursts through the doors, and the game is on. Oh, man. We've got a lot of separate fights to bounce back and forth in a chapter. <laughs> right? Yeah, it feels... It, it really feels epic, you know, yeah. to me. And that's what I was going for, obviously. But, uh... Yeah, we'll, we'll play that... Exciting. We'll play that song from Requiem from a Dream in the background during the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. The one that the everyone whole, uses. The whole thing. Yeah. The whole time I'm reading, we'll play it. No, I'll just, I'll just hum it. It'll be fine. So yeah, let us get into <laughs> that. would be so awful. <laughs> not not that your humming's bad, but just That's that, would be that, so, would... that would be too much. Yeah. So let's start reading chapter 13. It is titled, The Final Showdown, Pirate vs. Pan. Ooh, let's do it. <laughs> Remember, it's pirate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're loosely, yes. I'm, loosely, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> Ooh, I'm ex- I'm so excited. It's like it's like the Endgame equivalent for us. I know, with the pirate thing, I can imagine like a trailer for this being like a slowed down version of like, Yo, how <laughs> fiddle dee dee. Oh, I, I, so you are doing the Lazy Town one. Yeah, of course. That's the best pirate song. Yeah, it is. You are a pirate. I mean, if any of you watched... The Instagram or Facebook stories that I add as close to relevant music to an image as possible to kind of tease the chapter. That's that's the song I used, the pirate song from Lazy Town. I can't even think of another pirate song. There's that one that shoot. Now I have a having a blank. The Pirates of the Caribbean one. No, well, wait, no, I I'm at a blank. I don't know. That's a good point. I don't. I can't think off the top of my head right now another wait, pirate one. Wait, I'm trying to think. It's like Jack like sitting on a beach and he's and he's like looks at the Oh dude, I don't remember this movie. Life for me. Yo yeah, that's what I thought you were gonna sing. Is How does yo that... ho yo ho a pirate's life for me. Okay, yeah, that would be a good slow down song. Like yo ho I feel like that's already been done, to be honest. Oh, for like a, like a pirate movie? I feel Oh, like... probably for like a, the end of like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Like the trilogy or whatever. That's probably still going. Anyway continue you mean start (laughs) yes let's start marty soared ahead his orange aura pulsing around him the air whooshed past his ears as he flew forward before kevin could complete the ritual by spilling sadie's blood marty collided with kevin in a mighty tackle the two boys crashed into the stone walls behind them and several bystander ets in the way were reduced to green splatters Rock and rubble fell to the tower floor. Marty and Kevin were locked in combat. The two of them shifted their bodies to free themselves from the wall they were encased in. More stone falling loose. 
Those poor bystander ETs. <laughs> well, it reminds me. I, I think t- kind of in my head, I was just imagining Man of Steel type of stuff, you know? Because hmm. if you think of the Superman Man of Steel, like where he he finally attacks Zod, that's the kind of thing that happens. It's just there's so much bystander death and wreckage. Right. That's kind of what I was going for. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. But those RIP thoughts and prayers um, to the those bystander ETs. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. Are you not mourning their their death? No, they're bad guys, aren't they? They're one could say they're all being manip. Uh, they're a species being manipulated by a powerful uh, figure. Hmm. Some of them are evil. The crowd of ETs that stood on either side of the ritual began to swarm forward, trying to intercept the enemies that had crashed their party. But Marty was out of reach and far too powerful. Jason, on the other hand, was struggling. He had rushed forward, trying to make his way to Sadie, but almost immediately his way was blocked by two of the thirteen disciples. Um, if you remember, Jason was entrusted with the task by Marty to protect Sadie. Right. So that's why he's doing that. And he's gonna fight two people, I guess. One of them was half-robot and very large. The other wore a burgundy-colored Irish walking cape. Oh, okay. And its claws protruded forth from the hands and even the feet. So we've got uh, the half-robot one. He's a bit larger than most ETs. And then the other one is that claw one that has been mentioned. Hmm. I think they were both at that dinner waiting for... Uh, oh, they for sure were. Itimzo. Yeah. So this one even has claws from the feet. I think that's a distinction that's important. Jason's heart leapt in his chest... There was no way he could get to Sadie if those two were in his way. And he was all out of tricks and ideas to outsmart them. Sorry, kiddo, Itomechalon said with a grin. But that girlie there is needed for a most important ritual. A ritual you just interrupted. Your penalty for that is death. Isn't that right, my dear? The caped disciple known as Itunoxodon nodded eagerly her claws glowing larger by the second. They look like giant-sized samurai swords now, and Jason trembled in fear. She lifted a set of claws, ready to strike, but then all of a sudden, the lights within the tower dimmed to pure darkness. Come to think of it, I should have done, like, had, like, a drop ready every time there was a girl, and it was, like, one of those, like... Girl! Yeah, girl alert! Girl! Did we get another girl? Girl. That makes like three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that would Throw it funny. on the scoreboard. Maybe for the next series. Oh my gosh, is there another series? Hint, hint, ooh. Yeah, that'll be... I don't want to spoil too much, but that'll be season three, and I'll also have to read through it, type it all up, and then finish it. Oh my goodness, I'm excited. But yeah, that'll be the bigger one for season three. Um, probably... We'll see. Did you ever think we'd get to season three? I didn't think there'd be seasons. <laughs> but uh, one one makes do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's really cool. Marty, Jason, Kevin, and all of the ETs could no longer see a thing. Kevin's demon body struggled free from Marty's grasp, grabbed Marty by the arm, and flung him across the room. Even though his pirate soul lessened the impact... <laughs> that's really vague. Oh, my pirate soul. My pirate soul lessened the impact. <laughs> I could imagine, like, somebody from, like, the crowd, like, wow, it looks like the pirate soul lessened his impact. I know. Which isn't better. It's not even, it's not better when a bystander explains it. No. Sometimes it's helpful. Yeah, sometimes. Marty landed with a hard thud, skidding across the floor to the wall near the entrance. Marty's body shook with pain. Where had all the light gone? The only light he could see was his orange aura and a small dim red light that flittered hectically around the tower. At this rate, he wasn't going to be able to stop Kevin or save Sadie. He couldn't see. Oh, sorry, I got caught off guard by flittered. Is that not a word? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't decide. I was like, fluttered? I don't know. Fluttered? I, I feel like if it was, you know, underlined in red, I would have fixed it. Or, Well, then again, I didn't really go through and 
polish anything. Yeah, I, have I no just idea. wrote it and then set, called it good. Yeah, no, I, I don't know whether it's a word or not, but it sounded fun. It threw me off guard. Yeah, it it definitely fits what it is supposed to be. Yeah, I get so it. So if it's not real, it it's a cool made up one. Yeah. So yeah, the lights went off. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, hear me. Italia's voice beckoned through the tower. Marty grinned. Italia's voice came from right behind him. Somehow, he had made it out against Eterio and had followed them up the spiral stairs. It was a relief to know his ally and friend was still all right. Thank goodness we made it in time, young Marty. Italio telepathed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to do it. Spoke through the mind? Tele- I don't Spoke know. Spoke telepathically? That just sounds annoying. <laughs> but yeah. telepath is much better. Mm. I spoke with Eterio, and he has agreed to help us in stopping Kevin. That was that was easy. Yeah. Half that 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 is easy button. You know? He hold, rolled a high diplomacy check. It seems he has he sorry. <laughs> it seems he has grown tired of the way things are now. This darkness is only temporary. But it should make for a useful distraction. We have Eterio to thank for that. The ETs gathered within the tower all stopped, trying to find the source of the voice through the pitch black. It is our final hour, Eterio continued. Let us join together as family and rise against Kevin and his wicked ways. <laughs> That was my name drop of my favorite band. Mm-hmm. I had to. Did you catch it, guys? Did you catch it? <laughs> Rise against. <laughs> we can return to the peace that we once knew. The solace we once enjoyed. But only if we come together as one. And end it here and now. For Spielberg! No. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you're just doing it to troll me now. A little bit, a little bit, for sure. I mean, I I didn't touch up with it. I just, I did it continually because I think it's funny as heck. (laughs) Marty shakily got to his feet, using the wall as support. He turned to where Itelio and Eterio's shadowed figures stood in the doorway. Eterio's eyes glowed in the darkness, making Itelio's dress sparkle faintly. The light within the hallway increased slightly so that Marty's two allies now became much more visible. Eterio was the skinniest and tallest E.T. Marty had seen yet. At least twice the height of Eterio. So he's, he's a long boy. Eterio's eyes continued to glow with a menacing sheen, and for a moment, Marty thought a quick and tricky betrayal was taking place. But then Eterio's eyes met with Marty, and Eterio smiled, revealing a wide grin of multicolored dental braces. Ah! <laughs> Why? Because they're they're cute and they have personalities, I, hmm. and he wanted better t- teeth. I, I I think we have two very different different definitions of what is cute. Oh, that's rude. Do you know how many people get braces? No, even mm-hmm. hip moms get braces these no. days. I'm not talking about braces. I'm talking about the ETs. You silly goofo. Oh, okay. So do you think the explain. ET? Wait, do you think ET is cute? Like ET himself? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's why I have a plush of him. But wait, I thought you were scared of him. I am, but I've grown to like him now. Oh. If I, if I was scared of him, I wouldn't watch the movie and go on the ride and have a fondness. It's from that childhood fear that I, you know, overcome, overcame and grew a fondness for the E.T. thing. That's why this is made, you know? But it definitely started as a way to, like... Get over the fear? Not get over it, but take out my anger or fear against the ETs. That's like that's why they get slaughtered so willy-nilly towards uh, the beginning and throughout the series. But uh, mm. like I'm not actually afraid of it anymore. Okay. But okay. I, I I kid you not, it was it was a serious recurring fear and nightmare that I had as through <laughs> all of childhood. I think for a lot of people, that's why it was like I I. I know more people that are scared of E.T. I don't know a lot of people who think E.T. is cute. Really? 
Yeah. Well, besides, you don't think that, he's cute? besides like, that, no, could no context ET account. But like when you watch the movie that one recently, like and he's like waddling around and he has like the little plaid like shirt on and he's getting drunk on beer. <laughs> yeah, that's and he's playing cute. with the speak and spell or he's doing drag. Yeah, that's pretty cute. It's cute. It's less. Look, he's ugly as freak. He's the oh. ugliest little freaker. Oh, but he's you got that. But there's a cuteness to ugliness. What? That's cute. Oh my gosh. I don't know what you want from me, but that's that's my explanation. But yeah, um, Eterio has uh, like just like all sorts of color dental braces. But I love that that's like he thinks a betrayal is taking place, but then like Eterio gives this nerdy little freaking smile Ugh. that reveal braces. I think it's really funny. That is. They're all a bunch of losers together. <laughs> Go forth, Marty! Eterio said... Oh, oh, sorry. Let me start over. This is Eterio, not Eterio. Oh, what does Eterio's voice sound like? Is it nerdy? Yeah. You... Go forth, Marty! Oh my gosh. Eterio said in a nerdy yet commanding sounding voice, Let us put a stop to Kevin's terrible reign! He will make a mockery of my kind no more. I will make sure of it. It's just so, this epic scale, you know, like, uh-huh. it's the final battle, like, this dark, like, this, oh, no, oh, go forth, Marty, <laughs> or Marty. That's so silly. I love it. Marty nodded gratefully and turned to Italio, who still looked very injured, but a glimmer of hope shimmered in his large, kind eyes. Italio nodded, urging Marty to rejoin the fight to stop Kevin. Yells of several inspired ET minions cheered, taking Italio's speech to heart. For Spielberg! For Spielberg! For Spielberg! For Spielberg. Yeah, he says. Down with Kevin! They shouted. A monstrous howl pierced the air, echoing off the stone. Kevin was furious. He had just witnessed the birth of a rebellion. A call to arms against him and all he stood for. The sound of Kevin's large body crashing to the tower floor boomed. With Italio and Eterio now slightly illuminated, Kevin had a new set of targets to relinquish his rage upon. His ritual had been interrupted for now, and someone needed to pay. Italio! You miserable rat of a traitor! Kevin snarled into the night. You are finished! No longer able to restrain the tower's lights any longer. Oh, okay, so it's even different than that. He can dim the light, existing light. That's Eterio's ability, is he can dim the light given off of things. He really got shafted. (laughs) Well, he's making... he's, He's saving the day. Yeah. Well, it's yet to be seen, but he's... He's doing thin yeah. things. So no longer able to re- restrain the tower's lights any longer, the torchlight returned, and everyone within the tower could now see, though they needed to readjust to the harsh change in lighting. So he... You're laughing, but what he did is, out of nowhere, all the lights shut off, and everyone's, like, confused, and no one's getting killed, because no one can see anything. And then they were able to issue that call to arms to the ETs, and once he was unable to hold back the lights anymore, they've dimmed back on. Fine, laugh at him! You jerk! <laughs> Kevin's body raged forward, squishing several ETs as he ran toward Italio, Eterio, and Marty. We will help your friends get to safety and do our best to stop our siblings that still aren't convinced. Italio instructed. I will guide you as best I can, young Marty. Hurry! Marty nodded, and right at the last second, he jumped into the air as the viciously large and clawed arm of Kevin sliced where he'd been standing. The archway entrance to the tower room shattered into rubble and debris as Kevin's claws tore through it with ease. Marty hovered in the air, because remember, he can fly. Right. But isn't that fitting for a Peter Pan fanfic? E.T. slash Peter Pan slash tons of other thing. Yeah, I'm not digging out the flying. I'd... Oh, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> That's fine. fine. Marty hovered in the air, having himself rise high above where Kevin stood. You need to locate Tinkerbell, 
and destroy her, young Marty. Otherwise, we stand no chance at besting Kevin in this form. Hastily now! Italio's voice urged in Marty's mind. Well, I just keep thinking of, like, um, Mar- Marty and Italio. It's kind of this Rick and Morty type thing of him just keep telling Marty, like, ridiculous things. Like, you got you gotta kill the, the fairy thing, Marty. You just... Like, <laughs> yeah, if we if we had changed his voice, it'd be Marty, Marty. You're a pirate, Marty. I'm trying my best. I'm trying. I'm trying my best, Italio. I got soul powers or something. I got soul of a pirate, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, because they they definitely have the most back and forth. I mean, thanks to the telepathy. telepathy. Other than that, it'd be Marty and Jason, probably. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if we could go back and see if Italio had more I'm lines. I'm not doing with... that. <laughs> if, if you want to, you could. Nah, I'm good. But it's probably about even. Yeah. Just because the mind, allow, you know, through the mind allows a lot more uh, flexibility. Right. He, I mean, you know how it works. Right! Marty thought, looking around to try and find that mischievous little fairy. Marty could have sworn he'd seen her at some point while here in the tower. Normally she'd be right at Kevin's side, but Marty couldn't spot her anywhere near the demon pan. He had to hurry. Ichirio! Kevin growled, realizing that another of his trusted thirteen had turned against him. So you used your snuff powers to shroud the tower in darkness. That possibility had come to mind, but I really, really didn't want to believe it. Yet it's true. What did Italio say to you? What pretty words did he use to fool you into turning against me? Italio started to run past Kevin, trying to aid the others. Where do you think you're going, you little snot? Kevin spat, swiveling his body to take a swipe at Italio with his claws. The claws sliced through the air, just inches away from tearing Italio into shreds. Nearby torchlights flickered, and the claws clanged uselessly against a large, shadowy shield the size of a large tire. The eerie black fog hissed at the impact, but Italio held onto the shield tightly, peering over the shield's top to meet eyes with his former master. Italio didn't have to say much, you monster. Eterio sneered, deflecting the claws away from him. He simply reminded me of a time before, and of a man whose name we hold sacred and dear. Which got me thinking. You're really nothing special. Kevin gritted his fangs, his demonic features hardening with violent rage. How dare you speak such treason. Do you not see this form before you? Do you still not realize the power I possess? Even in my normal form, I could dispose of you all with a flick of my wrist. Yet I have to hear such talk. With a shadow shield in Eterio's one hand, a large shadow axe formed in the other. If that's the case, master, then why are you struggling against me? The demon pan frowned. You'll die for those words. So I like that pairing. That's cool. You know, like Eterio versus... Right now it's kind of like Eterio versus Kevin. Where's Marty? Marty needs to find Tink and kill her so they... Because Kevin's too powerful in this form, is what Eterio explained. Okay. So he said if they have any chance of stopping him, he needs to locate Tink and kill her. Right. And he can't find her because, obviously, she knows that and is hidden. Or, you know. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, with the light now returned, Itomechalon and Itunoxodon loomed over Jason as he sat on the ground, trembling in fear. Jason had to get to Sadie. The ritual could still be carried out as long as she was still in danger. But to Jason's dismay, it looked like he was going to leave this world. Itunoxodon's claws rose up again, confident this time that they would strike their target. She swung them downwards, and Jason clenched his eyes shut. Oh no, you don't! A familiar voice vowed. Clang! Jason's eyes opened, and relief filled his heart. 
The long, sharp claws had been countered with what appeared to be a long rod made of a crystalline black material. Wielding the weapon was none other than Italio. The claws and the rod weapon clashed, sparks flying as Italio held back the attack with all his strength. Italio! Jason beamed. You saved me! Thank you! Italio grit his teeth in effort. Bits of blood dripped down from where the claws had managed to slice and fell into Italio's left eye. This caused him to close it shut. It stung, and he didn't know how much longer he could fend off the powerful claws. We aren't out of the woods yet, young Jason. <sighs> Italio strained. You must save young Sadie. Itunoxdon grinned wickedly underneath her hood. Then, with one of her legs, kicked a foot claw into Itelio, the claws stabbing through Itelio's pink dress and into his right leg. Itelio flinched from the pain, the rod weapon quivering as he continued to lose strength. Itelio! No! Jason cried. Young Jason, worry not about me. Go! Itelio begged. Jason ran past the two disciple ETs, ready to free Sadie from her restraints. Then Jason heard Ito Mechelon chuckle from behind him. Sure, save the girlie. <laughs> sure, save the girlie. Sure, save the girlie. <laughs> I'm gonna have my quarter-life crisis now. Yeah, you already did that. <laughs> that already happens. <laughs> Itomechalon said in his posh voice. But I suppose you won't mind that we finish off your friend here. Itomechalon was ready to attack Itelio in a two-against-one fight. Itelio could barely hold back Itunoxodon, let alone fend off a side blow from a half-robot maniac. Jason had to do something. So without another moment's hesitation, Jason came up behind Itomechalon and kicked him swiftly between the legs. Hey, when you could do it, gotta you do what you gotta do. Etanoxodon looked over at her partner as he crumbled to his knees in immense agony. Looking away from her opponent was her mistake. With the last remaining strength Itelio had, he swooped her claws to the side with his rod, then delivered a powerful striking blow with the end of the rod into her belly. The foot claws pulled out from Itelio's leg as he fell to the floor. Etanoxodon flew backward into the stone wall and fell to a crumpled heap. Itomechalon continued to moan and groan from his injury, but he wouldn't be walking for a while. Jason ran over to where Sadie lay and began working on the knots in the, ro in the ropes holding her to the floor. Her short blonde hair was dirty and disheveled, and she looked incredibly pale. Her glasses were smudged, and her eyes were drifting all over the place. She was still pretty out of it. But her vision focused, and she looked up to see Jason from her school. What? Jason? Sadie muttered. What? What are you doing here? We are here to save you, Sadie. And it's not just me, but Marty is here too. He's the one fighting for you now as we speak. Sadie's eyes scrunched up. Marty? Is here? To save me? What? Oh, I just imagine, like, and Marty's here, too. To, he's fighting right now, and it cuts to Marty, and there's, like, the fairy. He's like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> he's trying to He's trying to clap Tinkin between his hands yeah. and smush her. Like, wow, what a brave <laughs> warrior. I know, it's that's true. <laughs> Jason grinned and finally loosened the rope on her right arm. You bet. He almost died a few times. We both did. Sadie looked stunned. She was still trying to process exactly what was going on, but she was starting to remember bits and pieces. One moment she had been in her room, reading the most wonderful book. And then, her bedroom window had opened up by itself, and the cool night breeze wafted in. Wafted? Is it wafted, Jordan? Hurry, tell me. I don't know. Is Wave... that what you're questioning? Yeah, wafted doesn't sound right, but wafted doesn't sound right either. Well, let us know. I'm not going to go back and read that. A small creature flew in and sailed around the room. Then the top of someone's head appeared. Black hair with blonde highlights. Sadie gasped. Kevin! He's behind this, 
and he took me from my room, and then I was, I was somewhere else, and... Jason got her other hand free and began tugging at the ropes on her ankles. It's okay, Sadie. We are going to get you out of here. Marty is going to stop Kevin. You're not going to be a part of this stupid ritual. Wait, stop. Sadie screamed, slapping at Jason's hands. Jason looked puzzled, but stopped because Sadie now had tears streaming down her face. I have to be a part of that ritual, Sadie whimpered. If I'm not sacrificed, all of the ETs will die. Jason's eyebrows drew together, confused. What are you talking about? The ETs aren't going to die. Did Kevin tell you that? Sadie nodded. The ETs are all Marty would talk about for so long. He was terrified of them, but they are actually peaceful at their core. And Kevin said that if I don't cooperate and let this ritual take place, the ETs would die out painfully and their whole species would go extinct. She started sobbing. Jason gave Sadie a comforting hug and patted her on the back. Oh, Sadie, he lied to you. Kevin is a terrible, terrible guy. I'm so sorry you got put through this, but Marty's going to stop him and make him pay. With a sniffle, Sadie asked, Where is Marty? Looking skyward, Jason peered around the tower, searching for his friend. Marty still could not find Tinkerbell. All he could see were Kevin in his demon form, the ETs that were rebelling against Kevin, the ETs that still served him, and his friends. To his joy, Marty saw that Sadie was safe. Jason had honored his word and rescued and untied her. Marty's mouth opened in surprise as he saw that Sadie was looking up at him with tears down her cheeks. Don't worry, Sadie, Marty thought. I'm going to put a stop to this and bring you back home. I promise. I just need to find that stupid little fairy. Didn't I see her glowing earlier? Marty continued to look around and observe the battles and the uprising taking place. Earlier, he had seen a flittering red light flying around the room. That must have been her. Her whole aesthetic was black and red. But where was she now? She was such a tiny little thing, yet defeating Kevin was centered on locating her and making sure she was destroyed. Marty bit his lip. Italia was seriously injured, and Eterio couldn't hold off Kevin's anger much longer. Eterio! That's it! Marty thought. Italio, are you hanging in there? A tired and panting voice replied. Yes, but just barely. Have you managed to locate Tinkerbell? No, Marty replied. But I have an idea on how to find her. Earlier, when it was pitch dark, I saw her red glow flying around the tower. I need you to telepath speak to Eterio and ask him to dim the tower again, just long enough for me to find her glow. Eterio chuckled. You're a smart youth, young Marty. I've had my hopes based on you since the beginning, and I was correct to do so. I will ask him now. One moment. What? Go ahead, skeptical eyes. <laughs> no, skeptical eyes. I just, oh. I just imagine him like doing this like a telephone call, like one moment, putting one on hold, <laughs> and then like Marty hears like this like this hold music created by like a telly. It's like do 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 do. That is funny. There should be like a Kevin the Polygamist ET Lord abridged. Oh yeah, you know that would totally be it. Yeah. Marty braced himself to resume his search. He hovered in the air, waiting for the lights to go out once more, so he can more easily locate the pesky fairy sidekick. Marty observed as Jason and Sadie got up and escorted the injured Italio to a safe corner in the room. Several good ETs followed behind, making sure the three were carefully protected. Marty even saw several of the unidentified disciples round up the fallen Etinoxodon and Etomechalon, binding them together with restraints. Marty turned his head and checked in on Eterio, Wondering what was taking so long, Marty's heart dropped. A cackling demon pan held up a tall body in the air, a claw protruding from the figure's middle. Eterio had been skewered by Kevin's claw, 
Green blood trickled to the stone floor. Eterio's shadow weapons clattered to the floor, then started to dissolve into nothingness. Eterio's braced teeth grinded together in pain, his long limbs clutching at the wound in his tummy. Eterio's eyelids fluttered dangerously. Young Marty! Eterio isn't responding! Etelio said in Marty's mind. Something must be wrong. Can you see what's going on with him up there? He's been stabbed! <laughs> Marty cried. I think he's dying! Oh no, Etelio said. Kevin flicked Eterio's body off of his claw like it was an unwanted booger. <laughs> Eterio fell to the floor with a sad thump. His body shook and squirmed. He was still alive, but barely. One thing was clear. Eterio was experiencing much suffering. Let this... Oh my gosh, I'm about to read this and I, I already get Hopper from Bugs Eye Fibes. Oh, really? Let this be a lesson to all of you ants. <laughs> no, he, don't, he doesn't say ants, but... To all you pathetic creatures. Kevin grinned, licking a bit of green ooze from a claw with a bumpy long tongue. His eyes narrowed. All those who oppose me, I dispose you. That is a trade-off I can guarantee you. I will give all of you sorry turncoats within this tower one last chance to redeem yourselves. Aid me in completing this ritual, and all you desire can be granted. Bring Sadie back to me. To Marty's horror, many ETs agreed to Kevin's dastardly terms. They began to turn on his friends and E.T. allies, fighting amongst themselves and surrounding Sadie with evil intent. Marty was just floating in the air, doing nothing. He tried to tell himself that it was because he had a task to do, find Tink, but he knew that wasn't the truth. A part of him was still scared. Kevin was his nemesis, his sworn enemy. In his full demon form, surrounded by powerful minions, it all seemed impossible. But, time and time again, something helped snap Marty out of it. His friends were in trouble. Sadie was in trouble. Marty flew downward like a shark, swimming swiftly to its prey. With a fist reared back for a punch, he socked Kevin right in the jaw. He knew that without Tinkerbell out of the equation, most of his attacks would be useless in stopping Kevin for good. But he had to protect his friends. And punching a guy that really ticked him off just felt dang good. Kevin deflected one of Marty's kicks with just a finger, then screamed a powerful scream at Marty. The power behind the yell sent Marty flying backward, and he crashed into some of the tower's awnings. The pieces of wall cut into Marty's skin, his orange pirate soul aura flickered, and he felt himself dropping in the air a few inches. Thankfully, he maintained his flight. A fall from this height wouldn't have killed him, but boy oh golly, it would have hurt. Marty winced, and looked down at his scar, then at his missing fingers. They represented something to him. They were tokens of his resilience, his drive to keep fighting and pushing back. So that's just what he would do. What's wrong, Marty boy? Kevin taunted through clenched fangs. Weren't you calling me the weakling not too long ago? Looks like the shoe is on the other foot, eh? Growling under his breath, Marty used a burst of pirate soul energy and sailed downward towards his opponent. This time, Marty had moved faster and managed to land a powerful kick on the top of Kevin's fat demon E.T.-like head. Nope! You're still the one wearing that shoe! <laughs> Ooh, good one, Marty. <laughs> Marty smiled. Kick his butt, Marty! Jason yelled out, watching the showdown from behind some enemy ETs surrounding him. Kevin recoiled from the impact, stumbling back on his thick legs. Stretching an arm back, he caught himself on the wall and stopped himself from completely falling. Kevin adjusted his head his neck making a loud pop sound. Delicately, he readjusted his archer hat. 
I'm sorry. It's still funny that he's like, he's this big, like, fat, like, weird looking E.T. thing, and he has the Peter Pan hat. It's It's a funny visual. It's really weird. So he readjusted his archer hat, but unfortunately, the red feather was crumpled and sad looking. His dark veins pulsed through his golden body. Then he launched himself upward, grabbing Marty by the feet, pulling him forcefully downward like he was ringing the ancient bells of Notre Dame. (laughs) I don't know if it's gonna happen, but it would be cool if, like, he couldn't find, like, the... Because Tinka's red, right? Oh, she glows red, and she's very small. But yeah, she's also black and red. Like, black clothes, red hair. Like, he's kind of behind somewhere, and then, like, he looks at, like, Kevin, and, like, in the the feather, that's where oh, she's been hiding this whole time. Yeah, because it kind of paid, called attention to it, huh? Yeah, and that's why I was like, oh, is that where she was? But I don't think that's where it's going. <laughs> it's probably just me being nerdy and saying, hey, there's a red feather on that hat. That's what Peter Pan had. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. Let's see. Shoot! Marty yelped. Marty's body slammed to the floor, the tower rumbling from the landing. But Kevin wasn't done. He wanted Marty to really feel his hatred for him, and for the interruption to the ritual that would have made him all-powerful overall. Kevin gripped the fallen Marty by the foot and swung him into the tower wall, more brick and dust crumbling down. Marty coughed up blood, his orange aura flickering once more. The pirate's soul powers had given him a fighting chance against Kevin, but not by much. He was still just a kid from the sixth grade. He was still not strong enough. I mean, Kevin is too. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, Marty, uh, Kevin's also a sixth grader. So. Yeah. Marty tried to soar away, but Kevin grabbed him by the ankle, pulling him back. Where do you think you're going? Kevin asked. Your pirate soul abilities are small potatoes compared to the demon of Pan. Once I've reduced you to nothing but dust, I will continue where I left off with the ritual, and maximum power will be all mine. Kevin shucked Marty's battered body as hard as he could, and Marty sailed across the length of the room and crashed into the tower walls. He remained there, stuck into the wall feeling hopeless and bruised. His vision swum, and he nearly fell face first down to the ground below. But he kept going. He removed himself from the wall and floated above it all, swaying back and forth in exhaustion. Then the lights went out again. Eterio! He's still alive! Marty thought. It's now or never! A glowing red entity appeared below him, flying frantically around the tower. Without the aid of darkness, her small form would have been nearly impossible to spot. Charging up some pirate soul energy into his fist. That good old vague pirate soul energy. TM, TM, TM. Okay, so charging up some pirate soul energy into his fist. Marty flew toward Tinkerbell, and with a triumphant punch, he managed to outfly her and crush her into the walls of the tower. He felt bad about it, but she needed to go. (laughs) Well, at least uh, there's that consolation. Sensing what happened within him, Kevin screamed in desperation, then watched as the fading flicker of his trusted friend fell to the floor. The red glow went out, and her tiny heart beat no more. The light returned within the tower, and that's when Marty saw a surprising sight. A crowd of ETs charged toward Kevin, weighing him down as they tugged at his body and limbs. They surrounded him like a crazed mob on Black Friday. They they piled higher, making it so he could scarcely move. All the ETs that had moments ago returned loyalty to Kevin were now against him. It made no sense. Young Marty, well done! Italio congratulated. Now finish him! Make us free again! Marty nodded. He understood what was going on. It was all part of the plan. Italio had messaged each ally ET to pretend as though they rejoined Kevin's team, when really they had just been waiting for the right moment to attack. Tink was out of the way, and now they could keep Kevin immobilized while Marty did the honors. 
It was brilliant. Kevin screeched in protest, but his form was already deteriorating. He had been weak before, and now with Tinkerbell gone and no longer powering him, he was all out of luck. Marty sped ahead to where Kevin was trapped, and with all the remaining pirate soul energy he could muster, he delivered a powerful uppercut punch to Kevin's chin, sending the villain flying to the top of the tower. His weakening body flew higher and higher, until finally it collided with the point of the tower, exploding as he broke through the layers of building. Moonlight shined down upon Marty and the ETs as their shared enemy soared higher into the sky of Kaon. Kevin's sad, defeated screams echoed into the night, while mermaids splashed in their azure pools, giggling at the sight. It was as if all of Kaon could sense in their hearts what had just occurred. The treacherous monster that ruled wickedly over the land had finally been bested. Finally, Kevin's body reached its apex in the air, the moonlight bathing him in its comforting glow. He gave one last cry of defeat, then plummeted to the ground below, hundreds of feet, until he landed with a mighty crash in the center of the tower floor. The air went still and silent. The people in ETs watched as Kevin R. Sullivan lay defeated and motionless. The polygamist E.T. Lord had been beaten. Marty floated down to the ground. He was in pain, and he felt downright exhausted. He collapsed to the floor, a tired smile spreading across his face as the E.T.'s hip-hip parade at the battle's results. Marty closed his eyes, eager to get some rest. Then he heard pounding footsteps make their way towards him. Marty opened his eyes. It was Sadie. Marty, you did it! Sadie sniffed, a tear in her eye as she tackled the weary Marty in a hug. Marty wrapped his arms around his friend and held her tight. It was true. Thanks to all his friends and the strange pirate soul power bestowed to him, <laughs> he was able to finally put a stop to Kevin and all his wrongdoings. He had saved Sadie before it was too late, and now she was here giving him a hug. When I heard you got taken, I... Marty stopped and let out a huge sigh of relief. That's the past, Marty. It's okay now. Sadie laughed, adjusting her glasses. A limping Jason made his way over to the reunited duo and took a seat on the floor beside Marty. Jason punched Marty lightly in the arm. But it wasn't at all like the punches Jason used to give. This was a friendly nudge that said, I care about you, but you're still a dork. And that change was just great. Marty was just happy to have his friends. Marty, Sadie, and Jason all sat in a circle, enjoying something they hadn't had in a while. Peace. Itelio approached their group, using his Kaonite rod weapon as a crutch to keep him steady. He looked like he had seen better days. His dress was dirty and in tatters, and several wounds were open and bleeding. Thankfully, he was still alive. He stood before Marty and his two friends, giving a tired smile. The others have just confirmed it, Itelio began. Kevin will no longer be a problem. The connection with Demon Pan has been severed and it is unlikely Pan will ever agree to sharing its power again. As to where the demon Pan resides now, difficult to say. How can we be sure the demon Pan won't rejoin with Kevin and wreak havoc again? Jason asked. Itelio cleared his throat. Defeat is a bitter pill to swallow. The beating Kevin and demon Peter Pan received took quite a toll on the body but the damage is far worse on the pride. Demon Pan has always sought out the most powerful and most wicked of hosts to share its abilities with. With Kevin being defeated, I reckon that the demon will wander between worlds in search of a new power. But I admit that this is wishful thinking. For now, my species wishes to enjoy the peace that has returned to our planet. However brief it may be. How's Eterio? 
Marty asked. I couldn't have found Tinkerbell without him, without his help. I want to thank him. Itelia lowered his head, looking somber. Our brother Eterio has passed on. He used the remaining strength he had left to aid you, young Marty. His sacrifice was not in vain. He will be honored for centuries to come. Everyone, hashtag shed a tear for Eterio. Let's spread this, spread the word. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you mean it. I can tell, jeez. <laughs> Marty's eyes teared up, and Sadie patted his back. Don't you mean his eyes Eterioed up? <laughs> sure. <laughs> even though that's not the tear, that's not even the spelling. Thank you, Eterio. Thank you. Sadie looked up at Itelio. What about the ones who served Kevin until the end? What will, what will become of them? Itelio turned and watched as several ETs carried Itomechalon and Itunoxon away. They will be punished for their crimes. Likely imprisoned for a time. But my hope is they will come around and join our society once more. Same goes for all remaining disciples and ETs. Jason nodded. That makes sense to me. But what about you, Itelio? What will you do now? Itelio twirled his rod and smacked the ground with it with a flourish. Well, it has been many years. But I suppose I will retake my rightful place at the throne as Princess of Kaon. The three kids gasped. What? You're a princess, Itelio? Itelio smiled. Was it not obvious? Itelio twirled in what remained of his beautiful pink dress. But yes, yes I am. There is a great deal of work ahead for our planet. It won't be easy, but I am confident I can restore things to how they were. Now how about we get you all back to your homes, hmm? The three of them nodded. It had been a wild ride, but each of them was eager to return home to planet Earth and resume their lives in the sixth grade. Itelio chuckled at their enthusiasm, enthusiasm, and motioned for a group of ETs to come over. Thank you for everything, Itelio, Marty said. Marty gave Itelio a big hug, holding the noble telepathic princess of Kaon tightly. Itelio patted Marty's hair affectionately and returned the embrace. Sadie hugged Itelio next, followed by Jason. To Marty's surprise, Jason was getting choked up at the farewell. But Marty didn't tease him about it. Marty doubted Jason would admit he cried anyway. All right, young ones, Itelio smiled. Unless you have any objections, these fellow ETs and I can send you straight home. Marty hesitated. Will, will we ever get to see you again? With a tearful smile and a long glowing fingertip, Itelio said, I'll be right here. Marty, Jason, and Sadie all smiled, and with one last goodbye, the ETs whisked them away, back to their home, back to Earth. Like that callback? To E.T. doing that. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> I wanted to do that. One month later. The warm sun shined down on Marty as he exited the school doors, beginning Thursday's recess. A bird chirped in a tree as it snuggled in its nest. Flowers swayed from a gentle breeze. A mob of kids burst through the doors, whooping and hollering as they ran to the playground. Jason tailed behind them, saw Marty, smiled, and gave him a high five. Math sucks, man, Jason complained. But I'm glad it is Thursday. Hey, where's Sadie? Is she not out yet? Marty smiled. There she is right now. Marty's crush exited the school, looking somewhat happy, but she also looked bothered like she had some bad news she didn't want to say. Hey guys, um, 
I came out to say that I won't be able to play at recess today. I got in trouble again, Sadie said, looking embarrassed. Marty was about to frown and complain about how it was the third time this week, but he stopped himself and smiled. That's okay. Don't worry about it, Sadie. We can all have fun some other time. There's always tomorrow, right? Sadie laughed. Right. There was always tomorrow. End of book. Oh. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Sorry, I was... I, I thought I was going to like give more of like a... A hint at a sequel or something like, Yeah, there's always tomorrow, said Sadie as she looked down and a rune glowed on her arm from like the chain or something. Oh. Like, like part of the ritual had begun within her and she has been acting up because she's had like the spirit of Pan starting within her or something. Ooh, those are real cool ideas for a sequel. Thank you. No, I I just, um, it, it's a callback also to like at the beginning of the book where... Sadie got held back for recess. Because remember, you had made fun of me of the first chapter. Like, Sadie comes out, and then the bell rang, and she's like, Dang it, I wanted to play. Oh, well, guess there's always tomorrow. Is what oh, she says. okay, yeah. And you were, you were annoyed, and you're like, dumb. Like, oh, she doesn't even talk, or she, she just came out, and why'd she say that? And you're, like, real negative about it. I'm so sorry. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, she said... She, she had come out and she had missed all of recess because she got in trouble. And she says, guess there's always tomorrow. And then they went inside the school to continue class. So that's what it was a callback to. But instead of like it being like a, oh, it's just a, you know, S happens. But I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm content. The hero has reached its journey. They've, you know, developed. They've grown. And they're, they're doing well. Right. Like, yeah, I could have uh, left it open-ended for a sequel for sure. I, I probably didn't even think about a sequel until, like, we started the series, like, officially. But I can tend to get annoyed when it's, like, very, very... Like, as much as I love the Escape Room series, like, what they did in, like, the last, like... It's so just, like, in-your-face and, like, out-of-nowhere almost set up for a sequel... And it's like, oh, great. But also, it just feels weird. Yeah, I can get that. Like, there's definitely a sequel that could come out of it. And if we wanted to touch out and use your recommendation about that rune thing, that could be cool. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I've definitely pooped from the writing it months and months ago. And reading it has been no easy task either. Mm. Um, but a sequel could definitely... Yeah. It's it's hard it's really hard because like I also I can't like sell it on Kindle or anything on Amazon for like a dollar. Why not? Because I'm using so many properties. Oh. That's not I can't yeah. sell that. You'd have to change a lot of things. I don't things. think I could sell my fanfic of Spielberg. <laughs> Control F replace Spielberg with Spielberg or something like Yeah, I'd have to replace Look, it's it's possible and I've thought about it. I could replace ETs with just an alien race. Uh-huh. And like Peter Pan with just a demon and all those things. Yeah. Peter Pan might be in public domain. Yeah, that's true, but it's like all or nothing kind of thing. No, I know what you mean. Cuz that's what kind of gives it its charm, its wackiness. Mhm. Um but sorry, I forget we're on a podcast. I mean, we're still we're, we're discussing, but like I'm just That was a long one. That was a doozy. Yeah. Um there, there it is. The finale. They, there were some, you know, some deaths. A lot of Jordan's theories did pay off. Um, Italio was a true to the end, though. He was not a traitor. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Italio is pure, <laughs> and and he's a princess. So if you want to fight me on that, I don't care. I don't know. Hashtag Princess Italio. Yeah, Princess Italio. I would love to like revisit and like. Princess Italio needs help throughout somewhere else on Kaon, and they have to revisit. But maybe like the three of them and Sadie could not be a damsel in distress. That's gone for the whole book, you know? Well, so I imagine book two, it starts out with Sadie having nightmares of like talking to the demon pan while being trapped in the runes. 
Ooh, interesting, yeah. Um, and, like, she keeps, like, having these, like, blackouts where, like, she'll, like, black out for a sec and then come up, like, come back to and, like, she's committed, like, like little petty things. Like, she's, like, stolen someone's... bird's neck. No, well... <laughs> yeah, I guess that is I, I just said that to throw you off. I'm yeah. just teasing. That's not petty. That's really terrible. Yeah, but, like, broken someone's pencil or, like, I don't know, some Just, little... like pressed a crayon so deep into the like desk that it's just like powder yeah that kind of thing yeah and she's like slowly like getting this power and stuff yeah it could be really cool there's a lot of i mean the world's the oyster for this yeah i'm excited sadie drop it sadie comma the polygamist et lady (laughs) yeah because i don't know if kevin turned into dust i think he just did he die? <laughs> I, I, I guess it was kind of open-ended. No, I... But it was... Kevin uh, didn't die. Well, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't... Nothing was said of it. Oh, yeah. Kevin's definitely alive. Yeah, so I'm like, do we bring him back? But, like, I don't want... I don't think Pan would come back. So it'd be cool, like, if Kevin was, like, an antagonist, but he was... You know how series, like, bring back a, a formidable uh, antagonist, and they're, they're less powerful, but they're, like, more like, why you? Yeah. Like, a... He's shaking fist like, oh, he's always up to trouble. Yeah. So it'd be cool to have that, like, where Kevin temporarily joins them. And he's like, just kidding. Sadie's mine. Yeah. He's like, just because I can't do the ritual doesn't mean I can't have her as my wife. Yeah, something like that. That could be fun. Of which I have several. <laughs> for I am Kevin, the polygamist ET lord. My goodness. So yeah, hopefully you all enjoyed that. Um, thirteen chapters. Jeez, it's been like five I think months. four to five months. Jeez. Um, we don't know what since we're we have some fun bonus episodes planned, in in relation to this. I those won't. Re- I don't think those should have to replace uh, the podcast. No, we it, that can go in between the biweekly. Yeah. Um. I definitely think we need to take do something that's not ET related in two weeks. Sure, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I have. I found. I actually found some really fun stuff. Ooh. I found a new thing. Ooh. Um. So not even a, it's a writing that I we ha, I hadn't even had on my person as until like just a month ago. Oh my goodness! So that could be really exciting to read, and oh. it's real cringy. That's what I'm here for. I miss the cringe. Yeah, and I apologize to all you diehard fans who missed the cringe and missed the not thirteen part epic series. Um, it was definitely a, a risk for us, and it was definitely a a heavy investment for sure. Yeah, for sure. The next multi part series won't be till next season. Won't be till next season, and uh, I'm not eager, or you know, like I'm not rushing to start it. It's It'll happen when it happens. Well, and yeah, okay. yeah, I'm hoping to do a lot more production for that, but we'll see. If you haven't heard yet, McKay has started a new music podcast uh, called McKay's Music Corner. You can find it on all podcasting platforms. He's no longer in the closet, but now he's in a corner. <laughs> a very Welcome good... to McKay's Music Corner. <laughs> a very good catchphrase. We're still wor- yeah, we're still working on that, but... Um, I'm not on that podcast, so if you don't want to hear my voice, definitely give that one a listen. Yeah, um, thank you for uh, plugging that in. Um, yeah, if you you have any interest in listening, and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be like all things current music. So if you're looking to it for music news, uh, I wouldn't say it's the go to. It, it's it's definitely it's just me. You know, it's my music, and I I get in depth about songs you probably haven't heard of, and maybe songs you've heard on the radio. I'll cover a large range of things, but uh, it's going to have structure, but it's also, it's it's not like trying to be up to speed with any sort of, I mean, just with the bands I like, um, right. maybe some bands I hear. But yeah, check it out. Um, episode one is available wherever you can listen to podcasts. Right, right. Um, We're expanding our one. network. Yeah, expanding our network. Not sure when uh, next episode will come out, but it shall yeah um follow us on social or read write pod on twitter reading my writings on facebook and instagram and readwritepod.com. send us an email at readwritepod at gmail.com man it's it's finally over yeah 
I'm ready not to like sleep. Final, not like finally, jeez. But like... No, there's a lot of energy in man. this, but... I am ready for a nap. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fun moments. Um, I had a lot of fun writing it and revisiting it. Because if you'll remember, the first two and point one <laughs> chapters of it were written by a 15-year-old McKay. Right. The rest was... As heavily influenced by that same McKay as he could, but written by my current McKay. That made no sense. I'm delirious. <laughs> um, but yeah, stay tuned for next episodes. Um, we'll return back to to our roots. Another day, another ball. <laughs> I'm McKay Nielsen. And I'm Jordan Henson. Be happy and stay creative. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.